damn it, how long have we been doing this show? You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 176. It's October the 25th, 2018. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. I don't think we were planning on doing a show this week, William, and then uh, we were discussing it before Raw on Monday. I said, barring something drastic, let's not do a show this week. And you said, I agree. I guess the top guy in WWE getting cancer counts as something drastic. Oh, I thought we were doing this show uh, to talk about Johnny Gargano trying to heal. But no, no, that's a, that's a pretty big story. You're right. Uh, the top guy and world champion uh, getting getting uh, announcing that he is once again stricken with leukemia. Apparently, he had had it uh, before, back when he was in college, and uh, it was apparently known to his teammates and and I'm I'm sure family and pretty much nobody else. And he had to announce on Raw in front of everybody that it's it's back and that he has to go get treatment for it. So it's just. Just terrible, man. Just heartbreaking. I don't know what else we can say other than I don't think I've ever encountered anyone that has said a bad word about Roman Reigns, the individual. Um, and he has a reputation as being a great guy. And he's going to use this to raise money for uh, cancer charities and leukemia uh, charities. And um, raise awareness about the disease and the fact that he's young and healthy will probably go a long way in helping him. Um, but the survival rate uh, of um, lasting more than five years with this, it is over 50%. But I mean, really, a, a flip of a coin? I mean, yes, yeah. that's, that's this is really serious. Like, yeah. Absolutely. This uh, again, I don't. I don't know how much substance we're adding to this discussion, but yeah, I think you could tell by the outpouring of support from not just his peers, but people from all over the wrestling world uh, sending him well wishes. I think that shows his uh, his reputation is as a, you know sort of a a good guy and a and a leader in in that locker room is is well earned and. Uh, they they put up that video of of him walking back into the into Gorilla after uh, after his promo and you know Paul Heyman going up and hugging him and uh, you know Nia Jax and and Natalia and, and, and Titus O'Neil and I'm sure a hundred other people just going up and hugging him or you know trying to give him a few a few words of encouragement is I think I mean that speaks that speaks volumes about I think who a guy is as a person obviously it would be tragic no matter what even if he wasn't like a super great guy but yeah man this is it's tough to it's tough to see especially for as you pointed out a guy who is you know so well liked and and so well respected by pretty much everybody that's around him obviously you know Seth Rollins one of the guys in the company probably knows him 
better than better than most was all broken up and in tears um very very real very um i think worthwhile way to start a wrestling show with that roman reigns promo and announcement but a very strange then to just go on and do you know the three-hour uncle vince's wacky variety show <laughs> Uh, what did you think of a decision to turn Dean heel on this week? Oh, well, yeah, that's like again. I don't think you're a bad person if you didn't have a problem with this, but it kind of reminded me of uh, when Paul Heyman and CM Punk uh, made fun of Jerry Lawler's heart attack the week after it happened. Yeah, um, not quite that extreme, obviously, and Dean did not cut a promo saying he's glad Roman got cancer or or whatever. But that was clearly the emotions they were trying to invoke with Michael Cole shouting about, oh, not how could he do it tonight? On this night of all nights, how could he do it? Um, so for that reason alone, I'd say maybe wait, maybe wait a week. And also, like, <laughs> they're, they're not – Dean and Seth aren't going to have a match at Crown Jewel, assuming that show still happens. Um, because Seth's in the tournament and Dean isn't. And the show this Sunday is the all-women's show. So ending it on a cliffhanger of Dean turning heel on Seth, which won't be addressed for at least two more weeks, at, you know, assuming uh, like that to me, or it can't be addressed as far as like booking a match between those two. Um, I guess my question is, like, why, like, why did it have to be that night other than I, and again, I'm sure Roman okayed it, just like you know Charlotte okayed them <laughs> using her dead brother's name in a promo. And like I'm sure you know it's the business, and that's what you do, and you you try to invoke you know Dean's a heel, and he's getting heel heat out of this. But man, it's like you could have just done this in two weeks, right? Like it didn't have to be that night. I mean, the only. There's no argument for... I mean, you can't explain away the fact that it was done that night for the very reasons that you suggest because they can't do anything with this until at least, you know, the first week in November. And secondly, they won the tag titles together. So why couldn't they just do the happy ending on that night? It would have been... I mean, I thought Raw was a good show. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know, maybe it was still a good show given that heel turn but it felt very exploitative to me and as far as morally um it's pretty low on the list of things i could get outraged about with wwe and doing questionable something questionable but yeah i don't know as you suggest couldn't we have done this two weeks from now like anyway yeah, so let's take the rest of Raw. Uh, McIntyre and Strowman is clearly... I don't know if that's a WrestleMania match or... It's going to be a match uh, fairly soon, and I'm sure it looks like Braun's going to beat Brock for the Universal title at Crown Jewel, and then I don't know if they go to Braun and Drew right away. What do you think? I mean, yeah, that seems to me what... Uh, that's, I guess, their only option if if they're pairing off Seth and Dean to feud again um, and they don't, they don't really have anybody else. And that's obviously somewhat of a self-inflicted problem, but yeah, Braun's going to need a, a challenger 
because obviously Brock's not sticking around. So, yeah, that I, I guess it's Drew. It's I. I don't know if they're going to do the, the Raw and SmackDown theme at Survivor Series again, in which case you at least get to delay it, I guess, them doing a singles match for the title until December if you want. But, uh, yeah, it certainly seems like they basically turned Braun back this week and, and him and Drew uh, got, you know, got into a big brawl at the end of the show. And so it's, that certainly seems like that's the direction. Obviously, they, Braun sort of costs Drew and Dolph the tag titles. Um, so yeah, it certainly seems like that's the direction. And I mean, that's, I mean, all things considered, I guess that's the best option you have just based on how they book and who they've got sort of, you know, quote unquote, ready to, to feud with a top guy. I, I would, I would bring up Ricochet and, (laughs) and put the title on Ricochet tomorrow at a house show. (laughs) Like, can we, Quit screwing around with <laughs> NXT and this guy wasting his prime in front of 750 people in community college gyms. Like, can we please? So, so we mentioned this on the show last week. The lineup for the amount of talent in that War Games NXT match, which I'm sure will be great. It's like Adam Cole should be top heel on one of the brands on the main roster. Uh, you have the undisputed. The rest of the undisputed era guys could be. Part of a faction could be tag teams, mid card guys, whatever. Um, Broader strong, nothing but you know, excellent matches. You have Pete Dunn, who is like one of the most charismatic guys they have in that whole company, and he's wrestling on NXT UK. And you have guys like Ricochet and personalities like Velveteen Dream and EC3 and Gar- Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and all those guys. Cassius Ono. Just sitting in Orlando, Florida, while Kane and The Undertaker and Degeneration X are main eventing your next show. It's it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> it really is. Did you like Hunter and Sean's promo where about how older is better this week? No, I hated it. I hate everything about this. <laughs> you know, those young guys just can't get it done. That's why those old fellas have to come back. That's what they said. Yes, literally, that is what they said. First of all, even if that's true, and I don't believe it is, but even if that's true, why the hell would you say that? You just buried the next 25 years of your company. Yeah, you know, like that hot Braun uh, Drew thing you're trying to set up for your main event? Those guys aren't real main eventers, you know? They're just they're this, the new kids. You still need, you still need Paul and Sean and an Undertaker to come back to help you sell out those big arenas atrocious yeah hunter managed managed to get that line in there isn't it funny how he's ended up main eventing like the fifty thousand people show in australia and main evented the fake one hundred thousand people show in in dallas and yeah it's funny how that works out for him always find a way to get in the main event when there's like you know something that will pad his uh hall of fame legacy Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny but how that works but they did give a, a small shout out to remind people that they're also in in charge of NXT, so there's your there's the little bone thrown to all of uh, Paul's kids. Ugh. Um, SmackDown, let's just gloss right over that. Johnny Gargano turned heel on NXT. You have thoughts on this? It's just like, on one hand, I respect 
that they were like, we're not waiting for the main roster to F it up this time. <laughs> we're going to F it up. It's, <laughs> it's the Vince McMahon NWO promo. <laughs> I love that promo. It's yep. great. It's so cartoony and like Memphis AF, and it's great. Yeah. Um, it was but- a show, by the way, it was a show long thing, and I knew what it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know, no. I, I just sensed what it was going to be, and I was right. Like, was it knowledge that I we're getting off sack, but I don't care. Uh, was it knowledge that Hogan and Hall and Nash were coming in by then? See, I wasn't super hardcore. I wasn't an, an observer subscriber for five more years. Right. Um, so, so PWI or whatever you could read at like the local supermarkets wasn't aware that NWO was coming in. Well, I, I heard on a radio show like in january or maybe december that hogan was coming in okay so like it and now going back and like reading back issues of the observer and stuff i think it was it was kind of talked about from like november december on but i don't think anything was official until a week or two before that pay-per-view or you know whatever vince did that promo right anyway so in that promo vince shouts and screams about how he's going to He's not going to let Ric Flair destroy his creation. He's going to destroy it by bringing back the NWO. Right. And that's that's kind of what I envision uh, Paul doing with all of his NXT kids now. It's just, just like, hey, I'll just screw him up myself. If we're, we're going to ruin things, at least let me do it. <laughs> It'll hurt less if it comes from me. Ugh. He's a guy... Um, I'll tell you what, though. After seeing Becky Lynch... <laughs> um, She's not a heel. She's not. She's not really a heel, um, but clearly they want her to be a heel. Anyway, I thought she was someone who should never turn. I thought uh, Bailey should never turn. I thought Sami Zayn should never turn. <laughs> Turns out Sami Zayn and Becky are great heels. Maybe Gargano, but will be a great heel. But I, I don't think he should ever turn. Yeah, that's the thing, and it's like I'm sure he'll be. He's very, very good. So I'm sure he'll be good at this too. But it's like you have so few guys, so few top baby faces that have that type of connection with people that he seems to have with people, at least in NXT. And it's like, wouldn't that be worth like keeping him as strong as possible, bring him up for the main roster and just give it a shot? Like, I don't ever expect Vince McMahon to build a company around a guy who looks like Johnny Gargano. But like, I don't know, like, like, can't you? Could you try like, put him on SmackDown? Like, put him on the show Vince doesn't care about, and let him be like a, you know, number two baby face or something. Like, come on, man. Like, it's, it's just it just depressed me because, again, it's just you can't build that sort of genuine connection that he has with people. And well, he's a heel now, so it's been done. Everybody turned this week. They turned Elias baby face. Yes, about six months after the zenith of his popularity. So, see, right th- on schedule. See, I think there was still a lot of mileage with him as a heel. I, I would have gone longer with him as a heel. Because once you turn him, like, you don't want to turn this guy every two months. Like, he's probably not going to turn back for a long time. Well, you know, Roman's going to be gone for a while. So, they need another uh, jacked dude with long hair and a beard be a good guy uh, i guess and feud with baron effing corvin see here's the thing though 
Roman, I have faith, could get a passable match out of Baron Corbin. I don't know yeah. about a, I don't know about a good match, <laughs> but a passable match. Elias can't work a lick. He's not very good. I saw him have a bad match with Roman Reigns, which is nearly impossible. And I've also seen him have like okay matches with Seth. Right. Who? Ugh. Who's probably the best? Mm, is he the best guy in the company right now? Not counting Gargano. Um. Maybe. I mean, main roster, I think so. He's better better than AJ and Brian right now? I think so. Um, it's like Brian, I mean, and to be fair, he hasn't had the chance to have a ton of, like, you know, hashtag work rate matches since he's been back, but right. Brian that has not wowed me greatly other than the match he had the week or the Tuesday after Mania with AJ was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and AJ, as I've talked about on the show, I think has declined a bit and I did really enjoy AJ's matches with Joe, but yeah, I think overall, I think Seth, as far as that style, that frantic, like boom, 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 never, you know, never slow down style of wrestling, uh, Seth's the best guy they got right now. Well, is there uh, is there anything else to touch on? Uh, I know we've uh, not gone as long as we normally have, but we still managed to squeeze in some rabbit trails about 2002 WWE. <laughs> well, we should we should. There's a pay per view on Sunday, but uh... oh, for gosh sakes, how could I forget? <laughs> how could you forget the first ever women's wrestling pay per view? Asterisk. Did you know that Stephanie McMahon? started the women's revolution yes and invented women's wrestling in 2015 correct but also please welcome back tori wilson and kelly kelly how uh, trailblazing legends how do how do we i wish someone would um call them on that someone would like call them on that to their face be great right if like anybody any journalist that they actually talked to like tried yep all right uh yeah as you mentioned evolution is this sunday um ticket sales uh, were not going well after they false advertised alexa bliss and trish stratus <laughs> on top for two months that apparently didn't move uh, as many tickets as they hoped i haven't gotten a ticket update this week i don't know if that's still going poorly or not but um, there's a women's battle royal on this show. The winner gets a championship match. Here are the participants, as <laughs> the announced participants: Tamina, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Oscar, Mandy Rose, Sony Deville, Carmella, Lana, Naomi, Maria Canellas, Selena Vega, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Alundra Blaze, Ivory, Kelly Kelly, Molly Holly. Woof. It's like a, a lot of people in that ring. It's a slightly worse version of the Women's Royal Rumble, which quite frankly was a miracle and probably should never be replicated exactly that way ever again. But here we are. Uh yeah, I mean it's uh isn't it something you remember where like Asuka and Nia Jax were at WrestleMania this year? Um, Nia Jax was in a title match. Asuka was in a title match. Correct. And now, of course, Asuka had her streak broken by uh, Charlotte Flair. Correct. And uh, Nia won the belt, if you remember, on that night. And that was like a big moment. And it's like, hey, we got a baby face 
They got a clean victory over Alexa Bliss for that women's title. And then here we are six months later, and they're in a battle royal with Ivory. (laughs) And Medusa. (laughs) The last time Medusa worked, 20 Uh, years ago? She's not, she doesn't work indies or anything? No, she drives a monster truck. I don't. I don't even know if you're joking or not. But <laughs> not. She like made a second career for herself. Yeah. And you know, like the Monster Jam uh, circuit that you know uh-huh. travels the country, like the circus or WWE. Sure. I don't know if she still is, but 10, 15 years ago, she was a huge deal on that circuit, and like she made a really nice living doing it. Huh. Well, good for her. Um. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Again, Maybe they'll have her pull a belt out of a trash can again because they're still <laughs> mad at her for something that happened in 1995. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. Again, this is the stuff that's floating around in my brain. <laughs> Medusa monster truck driver. <laughs> well, anyway, I don't know. Should we predict winners for this battle royal? I, I assume know. it'll be a full-time woman. I, yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think Ivory's winning it. <laughs> How about em- I'll say Ember Moon just for the heck of it. Uh, looking at the, <laughs> she's, <coughs> pardon me. She's really the only viable winner, unless you go. I mean, Oscar, Naomi, Carmella—they've all kind of had <laughs> their I mean, in, their runs. In a scenario where Becky keeps the title, I would assume that would be. I assume either way, this is the end of the Charlotte-Becky feud. I may be naive in thinking that way, but... So, were Becky to keep the belt, you need a babyface on... A top babyface woman to challenge now. So, you can kind of reuse Asuka, Naomi, and Carmella, I guess, now. That makes sense, but I just don't think Becky... I mean, I don't think either of us think Becky's keeping that title. Nah. Nah, but we'll, we'll, I guess we can just talk about that match now. They're doing a last woman standing match. Did you see the brawl they did uh, that they filmed at the Performance Center? I saw that they filmed a, a brawl at the Performance Center. I did not watch the video. Uh, same. So I was kind of hoping you had more details on that. But uh, Nope. Y- yeah, so they, they did that video, and I guess they're continuing to try to avoid putting Becky and Charlotte in front of cameras whenever or in front of a live crowd whenever they can. Right, but hey, Road Dog says, you know, no one's baby face or a heel in this thing. They want you to pick a side. Mm, yes. Well, I think everyone has, so mission yeah. accomplished. Yeah. Uh, can we do a little hashtag scoops here? Sure. Hashtag you know why, scoops. You know why Sasha Banks was out of action for uh, six weeks? Why is that? She had a concussion. Ah, Huh, weird that WWE would have, you know, someone have get a concussion and not publicize it. That's so unlike them. She got a concussion, it was undiagnosed, and then, like, a couple weeks later, she was still feeling bad, couldn't drive, like, it was bad. And what? she And she asked for a, she asked for a, uh, some kind of scan, and uh, they diagnosed her with post-concussion syndrome, and that's why she was home for a month. What the F do these doctors do? They're like in angles. <laughs> like I saw Dr. Rahman while uh, Dean was beating the hell out of Seth on Raw on Monday. He's sitting at ringside. But yeah, it was 
it was apparently undiagnosed because she had to request a scan. <laughs> but like that's your job is to figure if someone's hurt is to figure out what's wrong with them. Like, well, I, I, to be fair, I don't know that she said, "Hey, I'm hurt," and they were like, "Oh, we don't know why." And then, but maybe she was just kept it quiet, and then for two weeks, and then asked for the scan. But <laughs> I get, I don't know, man. I just like remember, like before Brian had to retire when he got a concussion against Sheamus, and then they just let him work for two weeks. Before suddenly sending him home off, you know, from that UK tour after that match, that tag match with Cena. That was bad because that they for sure knew that something was wrong and they let him work after after anyway. Like I said, I don't know uh, that she told them that she was messed up before she asked them (laughs) before she went to them and said, hey, I've been feeling really bad for two weeks. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Fair enough. I'll redact some of my stuff from uh, Doctor. Uh, which which Devo is he dating? Oh, Jillian, uh, right? All right. Yeah. Is she coming back for the show? I don't. Know. Probably not. Right. Oh, I think Eva Marie might come back. That'll be exciting. This would be a surprise. <laughs> yes, she just. I saw a tweet earlier this week. Apparently, she and her husband have a podcast, <laughs> which. I'm trying to imagine <laughs> the person who wants to hear Eva Marie and Mr. Eva Marie's <laughs> thoughts on the world events. On contemporary global issues. Yes. And it, it, it is like about, they did a podcast about the, about the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just trying to imagine that. But apparently, like, during one of those podcasts, she just, like, randomly buried a bunch of women and then was talking this week about wanting to come back and wrestle again. So Who'd that, to me, feels, feels, like, feels like an angle to me. Who did she bury? Uh, I think... She, I forget. She, I think she... Maybe she just buried the idea of the show. I don't... Again, these, these are just things I read. But uh, <laughs> I know she said this week, like, she wanted to have a match with Alexa Bliss. She wanted to wrestle... I feel like she said Naomi and somebody else. Like, I guess people she didn't ever get a chance to work with on her, on her first legendary run in this biz. Tremendous. Anyway, uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia will be wrestling the Riot Squad. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should just be grateful that they got Sasha on the show, even if it's a match I've seen three hundred thousand times. Yeah, and uh, and Ruby got to pin Sasha to set this up. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was not in her hometown, but her mother was sitting in the front row. Cool, man. You know, you got to get that heat. <laughs> Think about, about how Sasha's mom is going to buy a ticket the next time they're in town to see Sasha beat Ruby. <laughs> Remember when they beat the British Bulldog in front of his sister who was dying of cancer? Can't yes. This is all Shawn Michaels' fault. Most things in WWE are 1997 Shawn Michaels' fault. There's a lot of truth to that. That's how Brett ends, ended his, his book before he made peace. <laughs> he, he, blamed, he blamed everything. He blamed Shawn and Triple H for ruining wrestling. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not totally off the base. <laughs> I mean, 
it's definitely not that business anymore. It's a different thing. <laughs> I mean, it's also somewhat uh, the Rock's fault for being unburyable, and so now they think they can just book every top per- they book everybody like crap, and if they don't get over, it's their own fault because really? the Rock could get over. Really, the worst thing that ever happened was <laughs> the Rock and Brian Gortz uh, becoming friends, and Gortz writing for Rock. In, in the in that attitude era and as you mentioned he was just like total teflon thing was he did a ton of jobs he was trying to put people over and make guys yeah and he was for the last 17 years they've been writing all their babyface promos like brian gortz wrote promos for the rock which delivered by any other babyface besides the rock comes off as smarmy and annoying yeah all right, let's let's dig ourselves up out of this weird hole. Well, anyway, Tony Storm's gonna wrestle Leo Shirai. <laughs> That'll be good. That'll be a really good match. They're both great. I mean, that's gonna be incredible. Yeah, interested to see how. Like, I'm. I don't know what type of crowd. Like, I mean, I'm sure maybe it won't be a complete sellout, but I'm sure there'll be a fair amount of people there. And it's like. Uh, is this going to be like a hardcore takeover type crowd? Is it going to be a more regular? Where 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 is the show in Long Island? Um, Uniondale, New York. Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, the Nassau Coliseum. Okay, so like they're they're doing so like I I'll be interested to see like how they or the NX some of the NXT like the reactions some of the NXT women on the show uh, are if it's if it's a quote-unquote smart crowd or not but either way i can't imagine this not being great uh trish and lita versus alexa and mickey uh, jim ross thinks this should open the show can't say i disagree with him just because i don't think it's going to be a um a five-star classic <laughs> but i uh, the crowd always pops for uh trish's entrance music yeah, and then and Lita will do a moonsault. Yeah, and that's hopefully, hopefully she doesn't break her neck. <laughs> like, yeah. Ugh. Um, I guess the real question there is: Do they do they give you the feel good ending or, and put the uh, put the legends over, or do they <laughs> have Alexa Bliss pin them clean in the middle of the ring? I mean, both equally possible because you could just pin Mickey and. Then it doesn't really affect, uh, 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 doesn't affect uh, uh, Alexa yes. anyway. Right. But then you could also, as you mentioned, you know, you got to put over that young talent. And I mean, <laughs> Alexa needs the rub, obviously. So, you know, she's not, she's not, she hasn't been, she's got to strap the rocket to her. You know, she's been, it's been like a month since she's been the world, since she's been the women's champion. She's, we got to rebuild her, you know? You know what? There's part of me that absolutely hates that, but then she gets a really big reaction. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you would hope so, right? Based on the fact that she's beaten every single woman clean with her move yeah. for a year. Yeah, that's true. You would hope that she gets a big reaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rhea Ripley versus an undetermined uh, unannounced Opponent for the NXT UK women's title. Rhea Ripley, as I've said on the show before, I haven't seen her since last year's Mayon Classic. Thought she was a good athlete who was green as grass. 
but had a ton of potential. Have you seen any Rhea Ripley lately? And uh, have they already announced this opponent? And I just missed it. Uh, I have not seen an opponent named. Um, I like I like what I've seen of her. It's mostly just stuff and gifts. And I saw her on uh, the the UK the the UK special earlier this year. Um, she's definitely talented, and I guess we talked back then about why they chose to put the the title on her instead of Tony Storm. And I guess their logic was, well, we wanted Tony Storm in the finals of the May Young Classic on this show, so somebody else had to be the UK Women's Champion. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I, I I expect this match will be quiet <laughs> <laughs> because I'm pretty sure the only UK woman that even like hardcore WWE fans know is probably Tony Storm, right? Yeah, that's fair. And accurate. Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I really like their takeover match. It's been two months now. Uh, I really like that match. I assume this will be good too. Yeah, I, I don't have any reason to suspect that it won't be both very talented. It's a really easy story to tell. You have the, and of course, this was the finals of the first ever May Young Classic, so you can play into a, a year-long rivalry culminating at the first ever women's show. What what could be better? I like that Shayna clearly watches Minoru Suzuki tapes and works Suzuki stuff into her matches. She's great. Every, everyone should, really. They really should. That, that guy, he gets so much out of... <laughs> I mean, you know, you watch a million New Japan shows a month like I do, and you get a little bit tired of the shtick, but he's tremendous. Yep. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, last woman standing for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Jim Ross wants to put this on last because I think he wants to date Becky Lynch. Mm. To be fair, I'm sure he would date Charlotte too. I'm afraid to say anything. <laughs> bang bang um, I mean yeah we kind of already talked about this in passing but uh, yeah Charlotte's winning right like yeah definitely she's breaking Trisha's record on this show yeah it's, it's the historic first ever women's show and Charlotte will now be crowned as the greatest women's champion in WWE history I mean, she's definitely winning, the, winning at least 16 titles right I mean she's got to win 17 right because I mean their narrative is that she's even better than Rick. So, I mean, Rick says that himself, so whatever. But, yeah. um, which I always feel like, I know, like, it's your daughter. You're going to say that. But I, I don't believe that Ric Flair believes that Charlotte is a better wrestler than him. I just don't believe that he thinks that way. Rick in his book, uh, not the one that he, they're getting sued for right now, but... Uh, <laughs> I get, did you know that Rick and Charlotte are getting sued? And Rick, Charlotte, and WWE are getting sued for burying one of Charlotte's ex-husbands in that book. I knew they were getting sued. I didn't know why exactly. Yeah, apparently Charlotte said that he was sterile <laughs> and, oh. he, and he has children and also said that he was physically abusive to her um, and he's suing. Um, the way the lawsuit was written, like, I think there's ways I, I don't know. I I don't think it's going to stick just because it didn't seem like it was like a well thought out, well put together lawsuit just from <laughs> what I read about it. But um, anyway, but Rick said in his book that he thought he was the best guy in the business until Sean came along 
and did a moonsault and his son, I'm not sure if it was David or Reed, but said, Hey, asked him, Hey dad, can you do a moonsault like Shawn Michaels? And he's like, it was at that moment that I knew that Sean had surpassed me. Sean was the best in the business. Uh, Charlotte does moonsault. Rick probably thinks she's better than he is because she can do a moonsault. <laughs> that was a long story, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I took the ride. That was, that's very bizarre. I'm sorry about that. No, no, I'm not saying your story is, I'm just, it's a very bizarre way of, of thinking for, for Rick, but Hey, whatever. Yeah. He was like, I mean, when did Sean start doing moonsault? 1992. It's like, yeah. If you want to say Sean was better than Rick by 95 or 96, okay, we can talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 92, Sean? Eh. Anyway, yeah. Ron, Ron Rousey and Nikki Bella for the uh, Raw Women's title will he- headline this show. Brie Bella is a babyface on SmackDown and a heel on Raw. They're letting Ronda write her own promos now, which I think she should be careful because Ronda... <laughs> Rhonda's supposed to be a baby face and you let Rhonda go into business for herself sometimes Rhonda comes across as a heel yeah that's true crowd doesn't hasn't reacted to her as one yet though so but you're right the more the more control she has she was a heel in UFC it it, it well it vacillated sometimes she was sometimes she wasn't but when she was fighting Mr. Tate, she was definitely a <laughs> Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, no way Nikki Bella beats Ronda, right? I don't think so, especially because the narrative, again, of this match is uh, Nikki representing the divas and Ronda representing, you know, modern women's... The, the, the women's wrestling that Stephanie McMahon created. <laughs> All right, that's evolution. There's... Is it a mystery? <laughs> Evolution. I don't... Uh, yes, I think it is. I think this show will be full of change that no one sees. <laughs> I couldn't remember the next line, so I couldn't play along. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'll just do my own stuff. <laughs> Good times. All right. I tried to wrap up before we did half the show. Now I'm going to try to wrap up again. Anything else you want to talk, talk about? <laughs> no, let's, let's wrap it up for real this time. All right. Good Lord. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Check out my stuff at F4WOnline.com and SEScoops.com. Just lots of good stuff there. Follow the show on Twitter, TWL underscore podcast. Uh, Follow Liam of Baltimore on Twitter and at Ethan Renner on Twitter. I think that's it. Uh, Until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com.
Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. John Glover joined Twitter today. <laughs> Clark Luther. <laughs> I love that man. Lex. He's Lionel Luther and also the Riddler on the on Batman the Animated Series. True. So Lex, you suffered a psychotic break. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you can do a John Glover impression. <laughs> He's from here, do you know that? I did not. He went to like Woodlawn High School or something. You're kidding. No. Like, I'm sure he moved to like New York to do Broadway when he was like 18 or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, he definitely is from here. Huh. <laughs> Good for him. You should get him on your show. I'm definitely going to try. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, this is the. The stuff that's just floating around in my brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where John, John Glover, Glover went to high school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't remember, you know, how to dilute the cleaning solution at work, but <laughs> nowhere John Glover went to high school. Awesome. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was not hilarious, maybe for the person, but I was talking <laughs> to uh, our, the recruiter at work. She's a very nice girl. Mm-hmm. And she's always so nice to me when I see her. Mm-hmm. And she always like addresses me by name. And mm-hmm. I, I constantly forget her name <laughs> and have to ask my boss what her name is. Like, oh. I, like I saw her at the funeral yesterday. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she walked up and she was, I was talking with my boss. And, mm-hmm. and she walked up and said something to him. And she's like, and she's like, oh, Liam, you look really nice today. And I went, hey, thanks. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then said nothing for like a minute. And after, and by the time I try to think of it, I'm like, well, it's too late now. It's Ugh. too late now to say to like address it. So I just gotta wait until there's like a time where I can ask somebody <laughs> what her name is because I forgot again. Is it a generic name, or you just have like a mental block with that individual? Uh, maybe her name is Taryn. I think. Ugh. That's kind of like it's not Karen. It's not Tara. It's like so maybe I'm just annoyed by it. <laughs> Taryn Terrell. Yes, just pick one. <laughs> pick a lane. Uh, Taryn Terrell, uh, the former Drew, Ma- the former wife oh. of Drew McIntyre. You mean Tiffany? <laughs> yes. That's that's how I know that woman. <laughs> the greatest run in professional wrestling history on the last ECW. Yep. My favorite uh, stories from the uh, Phoenix WrestleMania. Was um, they hit, they were either I'm not sure if they were officially married yet or they were just recently married, but 
there were eyewitness accounts of her berating him on like an airport shuttle (laughs) in Phoenix uh, WrestleMania week that year. (laughs) They didn't, they didn't last long. Nah. All right. I I think she got fired and while they were still married. Right. And then I, things went South soon after I I blocked that all out. (laughs) I, I have no idea. I know she she f- briefly found the Lord. <laughs> yes, she quit wrestling for a while. But then did she unfind Jesus? <laughs> I don't know. She definitely came back afterwards. <laughs> right. Like I thought anyway. And then I don't like the I'm selling my ring gear on eBay <laughs> brand of women's wrestler. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And she was definitely doing that after she found the Lord. Sure. Well, you know, gotta, gotta make pay the bills. Living. And wrestling yeah. is a uh, wrestling is evil, but selling wrestling gear to perverts <laughs> is not. I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine a way that someone could justify that—a man buying that—and in other any other way than just straight up admitting, "Yes, I'm a huge perv." I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I've I've definitely thought about bidding on or buying in an autographed Sasha Banks shirt before. Shirt is a little different, right? Like right, and it's not like ring worn, (laughs) right? You know, she's signed a stack of T-shirts and right. They they put them up on the auction site. You're not you're not signing up to buy her booty shorts, right? We've had a great free flowing discussion here. <laughs> <laughs> it occasionally touches on mature mature topics. <laughs> mature subjects. Yes, that's correct. All right. Can we make this like ten minutes? Because I got like sixty let's, things to do. Let's zip right through. <laughs> Good lord. Sorry. Minutes. Sorry, I forgot to do half the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It, I don't know. We were too busy talking about the NWO coming back in two thousand and two and Ric Flair's book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Davy Boy Smith. <laughs> I okay. Most of our tangents today were like, you can follow the thread. <laughs> it wasn't like when we just start talking about like Survivor Series 2005. I guess is that the really great? Is that the no? It was oh four. Is it oh three or oh four? Is the Austin Bischoff? I think that's oh three. Where Sean like puts on the greatest one man performance I've ever seen. Yes, that was that was oh three. <laughs> 05 was the Raw versus SmackDown. It's like Batista and somebody and somebody. I don't remember this. And Orton and some guys against oh, JBL and mm. Ray, Ray, I think, against. Uh, it was Big Show and Kane and Sean and somebody else. There's a stretch um, before the network, obviously. Like, I have. I have most of the pay-per-views from like oh two to oh nine on DVD, and I have mm-hmm. no I have no memory of that match whatsoever. <laughs> I just remember the setup for it because it was I think it was one of the anniversary Raws or something. They mm-hmm. let the SmackDown guys come out, and then Bischoff came out and shut the lights off <laughs> and went to and they just shouted, "Go to a commercial." <laughs> it might have been to set up. That might have been like the first year the game was called SmackDown versus Raw. So they were trying to 
Okay. <laughs> I could be wrong about that, but I'm, my guess is they, I know they, the main event of that show was Raw versus SmackDown. So, who's winning the baseball game? Uh, last I saw, it was the Dodgers. Good. I hate the Boston Red Sox. Garbage team. I was really happy that they didn't ask Kurt Schilling to come <laughs> with the rest of the 0-4 team, though. That was hilarious. Like, I get it. He's the worst. But how can you do that? <laughs> like, well, how can you do it and not and then claim? Well, not... we didn't invite him, but that's not why. <laughs> right. It wasn't out of spite. Well, then what other possible reason could it be? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> the worst. It's the worst explanation for anything. I've ever heard. Yeah, just just say he's a jerk. <laughs> God said it I try to keep on keeping on.